August 5th, 2019. It's a big day. Our show has been created. The title of the show is Scott Vine putting you in your place. And there's, uh, you know, I've been I've been searching for the name, and I was driving down the road, listening to some music, and it all of a sudden hit me. A lot of people are going to be concerned with the name and they're going to think it is too aggressive but we believe in it and we're not asking for permission uh we're just going to go be successful with this name and we're really excited to get started um today i've got my media guru um sky king and um we're just really the first episode here we're still debating it, but we're, we're done debating it in private without doing anything. We've collected the equipment. We have this makeshift studio here in the back of my real estate office. And, and we're just gonna sit here and try to format this show to have some consistency, to, to use other shows out there as an example, and, and to create something that we can get behind and create good, thoughtful content at least once a week if not once a day, you know, like we really want to get this thing to, to a daily piece. So, you know, a couple of my ideas, you know, just looking at other shows and just things to rip from into creating consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Tonight Show, you know, the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show. Yeah, sure. Have, sure. Have, so you've seen that? Oh yeah, no, I've okay. seen Okay. All right, so you know, like every Friday he does the same thing. Right, you know, right. Thank you letters. And... It's, it's all derivative of David Letterman. He's yeah. the one who started the whole talk show thing. Late right. Night Talk Show was all him. Right. And everybody else has kind of just kind of copied from him and taken inspiration from exactly. him. Exactly. Like some people have done a really good job with it, like Fallon and Colbert and all them. So. Yeah. And our premise is always going to be, well, who are we putting in their place today? You know, and, and that's not a derogatory thing. That can be... That can be like we can highlight somebody, you know, we can we don't have to always it's not a negative context that we're going to be putting people in their place and they've done something wrong. You know, um, it's to commend some people. It's it's to like champion, uh, you know, champion their their thing, their platform, you know, like helping them grow type thing. So it's not just it's not just like, oh, we disagree with that. So let me put you in your place. You know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be that. It's not going to be politically driven, even though we might talk about some political items um, or, you know, shout out something that we disagree with. Um, we're, it's not going to get, it's not going to get crazy political. Um, so like, it's not going to be that type of show. Um, so let's just, you know, let's just forget about the cameras sure. and, um, and just really just hammer out like, you know, the opening of the show, like the content of the show, like introducing guests of the show, like when that's going to happen, like bringing people in, like, you know, having them like, you know, we're creating like our version of a Hollywood show, right? Mm So, you know...
produce our theme song or something like that. Um, just so we can kind of boost you up and, and you know, get your, get your content driven to some people that might not ever hear it. Um, we would be open to talking to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That sounds good. Um, yeah. so, so from there, um, you know, as far as like, you know, the content we're going to talk about to begin with, like putting, like debating who we're going to be putting in their place, you know, with, with the guests. So today... Today, uh, you know, we would be talking about, you know, who can we put in their place and how is it relevant to, to something that you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we bounced out the, the idea of like mm-hmm. photography, you know, or yeah. media, you know, and um, what, I've, what I've got a big problem with and what one of my big goals is here, my, one of my big goals is to level everybody up. I want to produce and help people become an elite real estate agent or you know content producer or whatever it is like i'm trying to help people level their game up and and one thing one of the things that i see that just drives me crazy is someone that is a real estate agent trying to take their own photography number one and taking it with their iphone in an incorrect manner you know like you know, whatever the ratio is, they're holding it straight up and down and they're, they're holding it like this and they're supposed to be holding it like this. Yeah. You know, like landscape versus portrait or whatever and uh, and not editing the photo. Uh, and they, they, it's just really bad. So, um, you know, help these people with, you know, editing tips maybe or, you know, so we want to put the real estate agent in their place that are taking their own photos in an incorrect way. Um, does that sound good? Yeah, sounds like a plan. Okay, cool. Um, so let's just talk about who's influenced you and like who have you researched and like tried to copy your style after, you know, with just like, you know, proper strategy going into the house, right? Talk about that a little bit. Well, um, as you know, I'm currently going to film school at Virginia Tech and they teach yeah. you a little bit about photography, but uh, the difference between, uh, say, like real estate photography and... Um, just kind of like general video work is that uh, with video stuff you can kind of be expressive and you can kind of like cheat the rules a little bit you know if you're uh, if your camera's kind of sideways and like hey why is your camera sideways you can just kind of blame it on being artistic and say oh it's a dutch angle like <laughs> did that on purpose right. uh, just trying to make it look good yeah um whereas real estate photography there's very much a right way and a wrong way to do it uh and if you if you give these photos you deliver them to your client and say hey here's your pictures of your house and pictures are skewed or that sort of thing, they're, they're going to tell you, they're going to say, what the heck is this? Yeah. Do it again. There is very much a right way to do that. And the, the first, I, I'd really say, um, the first place I started looking for instructions was YouTube, just because YouTube is just like this huge plethora of information that anybody can reach out to. Uh, yeah. There's like lots of photography blogs, that sort of thing. There's, um, there's a book that I found through a photography blog called uh, Real Estate Interiors, which is a really good place to start if you want to do your own photography. Um, a little bit more advanced than just like iPhone shooting and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and we'll try to link. We'll try to link that stuff. The things that the things that he's discovered. We'll try to link that stuff in whatever whatever platform that you're finding us on. Like we'll try to give you this information so you can you can go and do your own uh, research on these platforms uh, because subpar photography in the real estate game is going to damage your brand. It's going to damage it. You know, when I can come in and show perfect photography versus someone that does subpar photography, they're coming my way every time. You know, uh, it's a differential point. 
You know, like what separates me from, from everybody else is the, the thoughtfulness and the care and my aggressiveness to do everything that should be done. Um, so the small things, just showing up every day uh, and, and making sure that, you know, things are done properly. And photos are, are number one. Oh, photos are so important. I think um, more and more people are kind of shopping for houses the same way they shop for things online. Uh, they might go and they might see the house. They'll have it appraised. They'll, they'll do all sorts of things. But um, at the end of the day, when they go home to their house, they're sitting at home on their laptops and they're looking at all the pictures of the houses they saw that day. And they're saying, okay, I really like the kitchen in this one, but if the pictures of this kitchen make this kitchen look better, they're going to lean towards that one. Uh, not only that, if you're trying to sell a house and your pictures are really kind of like slapdash, kind of like thrown together, um, they're not even going to want to see the house. Because yeah. everybody checks the internet first. Uh, a lot of my friends who are buying houses now, uh, they told me that when they were working with their buyer's agent, most of the houses they saw, they told their buyer's agent about. They, they had like alerts from, from Zillow and that sort of thing. Yeah. And then their agent took them there to see it. But the houses they didn't go to see were the ones that, you know, didn't look good because of the pictures. Yeah. It was the pictures that really decided whether they wanted to bother to take the time to go out there and see them. So if you don't have good pictures, nobody's seeing your house. Our job is to create urgency. As, as your sales professional, we got to create the best story with the best photos that get people to react in a manner that they feel like they're going to lose. You know, uh, we are very... Um, emotionally driven consumer here in, in our area, here around Southwest Virginia, Blacksburg is where we're located. Um, you know, people, people tend to go and purchase based on things that they might lose out on. You know, urgency, you know, coupon cutting. I always, this is the script I go to. We're very coupon cutting type of consumer. You know, when the deal is a good deal, we go and we buy it. If we don't think it's a good deal, it stays on the shelf. So when, when the package isn't, isn't pretty, you're going to get less money than you possibly could get with a better looking package. So just, just like look at your own consumer behavior. And when you, when you see photos that are a different aspect ratio every other photo, it really damages the package. So, so what, what I've tried to create is something that looks shiny, that's not dented up, and that's on the right shelf in the right eye line. So the, the consumer goes out to that product first. That's what, that's what me and my team try to do. No, Scott's right. Half the attraction of buying a product really is the packaging. That's why companies like Apple spent so much money in the beginning when they first started putting out iPods on those like beautiful packages that, so that when you bought it, you really feel like you were opening something special. And that's why everyone else is copying them now. Nobody just has like little cardboard boxes. They all have those nice like Bristol board packaging is what I think what it's called. Um, presentation really is everything and real estate is no exception. You really have to do the same thing. All right. So again, we're putting the real estate agent in their place that is still shooting on their iPhone. Look, we get it. Sometimes you can't afford the freelance photographer. They do charge a lot. And sometimes you just need to get your product on the market. You know, you need to take the home to the market as fast as you possibly can. So really, I think, I think what we need to do is maybe, um, do a tutorial of how I would shoot uh, an iPhone, you know, take, take you through the house and how I would shoot uh, with an iPhone. And 
you know, the post, you can still edit on the iPhone. You know, if you can't afford the freelance or in-house media person that can go out and take your photos for you, which, you know, there is cost associated with that. But again, all right, off topic, I'm going to just kind of interject here on my own thought. Um, if you're not, all right, if, look, there's, we might have to edit some of this. But anyway, um, there's a saying that goes, if if you don't have an assistant, you are one. So that's that's really important. Like, it, you know, if you're not a photographer, don't try to be one. You know, you got to, or, or at least take the time to be thoughtful and go learn about it, uh, which is the point um, we're trying to make here. But, the, you know, iPhone allows you to edit the photo. There's, there's filters, there's color differential, uh, you know, differentiating colors that you can kind of move back and forth with. Like we should really show you guys how to do that. And I'm going to do that in another video. Yeah. All right. So, um, so that's pretty much us shooting on the real estate person trying to take their own photo. Um, you want to maybe talk about some of the mistakes that we think that real, or like uh, real estate photographers might make or, or, or real estate agents might make when they're doing their own photography. Yeah, it's like the, like the whole two wall thing, like some, yeah. some strategy going through the house. Okay. Yeah, so like, you know, how to make the space look bigger and, you know, uh, that type of stuff. Okay, so uh, the first thing, the, the biggest mistake I see, I see uh, real estate agents making when they're taking their own pictures is they want to show as much of the room as possible. So they stand in the back and they get a picture of like the left wall, the center wall, and the right wall. And, and you really don't want to be doing that. Because if you can see three of the four walls, uh, the person looking at the pictures, they know exactly how big the room is. Uh, the best method, uh, at least the one that I've been taught, is called the two-wall method. Uh, you're specifically um, kind of want to make a diamond shape. You stand in one corner, and at the, uh, the center of your screen should be the opposite corner. So you only see two walls, right? And the reason you do that is it's kind of an optical illusion. It kind of plays a trick on people's brains. Because the walls extend past uh, the edge of your frame, they don't actually know how big the room is because those walls could go on forever. Obviously, when you take the picture, you take it in such a way so that the wall ends just beyond the edge of your frame. But because uh, the person, people looking at those pictures can't see the edge of those walls, they think, oh, those walls uh, must go on forever. The room is really big. And obviously, consciously, they don't think that, but it's just kind of this thing that happens with people's brains where they can't help but think that the room is bigger than it is because they can't see the edges. So that's uh, the first big tip is that you really just want to get two walls, not three walls. And we're not really trying to manipulate the situation where, you know, we're trying to portray something that's not reality, we just leave in some things to the imagination. You know, we want people to call. We want people to be excited to come to the home to actually see it live. So we got it. That's a part of the storytelling aspect of it all. And the strategy behind that is to make the space look as real life as possible. Yeah. And when sometimes when you get the third wall in there, it shuts everything down. It actually makes it look smaller than real life. Yeah, because cameras aren't like, like especially uh, phone cameras aren't, like our eyes, we have like really wide visibility. We have like really good dynamic range. We can see really bright stuff and really dark stuff at the same time. Whereas cameras can't do that. So you kind of have to cheat the camera just to get the same look that your eyes are seeing. So, so the, the terminology there, and if you dig down into it, is we're trying to give you a true to life experience. And the only way to do that is to, to position the camera in a way that would leave the, the imagination open to a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, 
it's not that we're trying to like cheat anybody by showing them something that's not there. Obviously, they're going to show up and see the house, and if it's something totally different than uh, what was in the pictures, they're not going to accidentally spend one hundred fifty thousand dollars on it and regret it later. They'll. You don't want to like make it so exaggerated or so spectacular or anything like that that they come in and say, "What the heck is this?" Yeah. That's not going to help you, and that's not going to help your reputation. You just want to take the best possible photos you can of what is actually there. So yeah. Yeah, true to life is is very much what we're shooting for pardon the pun yeah um next thing i noticed a lot of real estate agents doing wrong when they take their own photos is they take them in the dark like they'll turn the lights on but they'll keep the window shades drawn and that's a really big problem because even though your uh, phone will artificially brighten the image it's going to introduce this stuff called color noise which is basically like the sensor um it sees just a lot of black and when it brightens it there's like these little dots of like color noise that get intensified uh, what you really want to do is you want to open up all the windows because when people look at photos online, they really want to see like a well-lit area that's super crisp and super clear. And if you're shooting with like the shades drawn and just regular light, you're not going to get that. So that's the second thing I'd really recommend real estate agents do is just get better lighting. Just open up every window. If, if the door is out of the shot, like the front door or something like that, you can open the front door too. Um, yeah. Cool. So, I mean, that's, that's good stuff, man. That's really good stuff. I feel like, I feel like, you know, the, the 10 minutes we've been shooting on this, I think it's very, very valuable to the people that would stumble across our content. Uh, if there's any questions that you have for Scott or me about this, just link down, you know, comment down in uh, the section that would allow, you know, uh, for that, you know, if you're on YouTube or Facebook or wherever we're putting this, if it's allowable to comment any questions, just let us know and we'll jump in there and, and help you out further. Um, all right. So, so we're done with that little section. How do we, the transition period between, you know, the content that we're delivering versus kind of how we continue the show. What do you think? Like there needs, this would be a great time to run an ad, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, Hey, we'll be right back, you know, boom. And, and like a, five-second YouTube ad or... Like Assuming what? we introduce the next topic first because yeah. we've got to make them make want what's coming next. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. right. So Stick around because next up, we're going to have blah, 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 blah. Right, yeah. gotcha. So we have nothing really to deliver on that right now. Uh, realistically, like episode one, um, you know, we're just trying to debate this um, and have the cameras rolling. Um, so like future content, right? Future content... I want to get uh, I want to get my lender in here, uh, you know my my primary referral partner when it comes to like lending and talking. You know we've we've had this discussion in private. Mm -hmm. You know have uh, you know some entrepreneurs come through, mm -hmm. um, you know and kind of you know maybe deliver that questionnaire or something like that. Like ha have something that we can start like thinking on and like preparing for and. Um, that type of thing. So we need to look at like how how other shows have done that, like the Joe Rogan show, like how he gets his guests and how he has things to talk about mm -hmm. for an hour, you know. Um, so that's really interesting as far as like trying to create this thing and and being able to deliver on like whatever whatever um, schedule we set up. Right. You know. Do you have any ideas as far as like the second segment of putting you in your place. So like we just finished the first, right? Mm -hmm. So how would we transition into maybe like a second type of like entertaining type of, you know, like almost wrapping up the show almost. 
Um, sheesh, uh, maybe something that's just topical, like, um, for example, uh, what was it? The, the festival that was just downtown this week. Stepping out. Stepping out. Um, they did a really great job this year. I had a lot of people, uh, friends, uh, tell me that they were going and they haven't been in years because it was a lot less um, corporate. It was a lot less... Uh, there was they, they had no uh, political stuff there at all, from what I heard. Um, it was very much about building community. It was very much about, like... So there was people. no... Yeah, there was... They, they were denying people that wanted in to push a platform, right? Yeah. Like, political affiliations, gun rights, like, all that stuff. They were just turning those people down. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was all about kind of trying to help local business owners and local uh, craft makers and that sort of thing kind of come out and get their, their name out there so that uh, people could give back to the community and they could meet people uh, locally that they might other not otherwise meet. Excuse me. Yeah. We should probably try to schedule around, like, going to some of those events and doing some work during those events to get, like, B-roll type stuff, mm-hmm. um, just so we can kind of, you know, highlight some, some things to do around the area, too, um, for, for other things, uh, you know, maybe besides this. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, that is a great... That is a great little event. And I also heard. talk about like a <clears throat> touchstone things that just happen in popular culture is um, Avengers Endgame just became the best selling movie of all time. Wow. Which regardless of how you feel about Marvel movies or if you've got superhero fatigue or if you love them, uh, you gotta admit that's that's pretty significant that uh, like there's so there's so few cultural touchstones that everyone experiences, but that's one that I think is like touching everybody. Everybody was talking about it, everybody's excited about it, so that's really cool. Right. So we got some debating to do on the second half of the show. Um, I was just racking my brain on like things that I think that are funny that, you know, like this morning at the gym, mm-hmm. you know, seeing seeing people do things out of the way at the gym. Like having a segment of, uh, you know, like if we do a Wednesday show, well, it's, it's you know, etiquette in the gym, like, like uh, putting you in your place at the gym, mm-hmm. you know, like everything's going to start with... Putting you in your place, mm-hmm. you know that type of thing. So um, putting you put putting you in your place at the gym, um, half repping, you know, mm-hmm. like not doing a full range of rep, you know, like half repping, you know, and like uh, you know just trying to like educate people that are in there, like doing too heavy a weight and not doing a full like mm-hmm. the, the the guy was literally like I think he was on the the row machine and he had like three plates. He had like three plates on the row machine and he was doing this. <laughs> like, the, you know, like you need to go full range mm-hmm. of motion uh, to actually complete a rep. Um, like, so just some silly stuff like that. We could just talk about like uh, two or three things like that. And then that could be like, oh, maybe like we'll get someone hinting that we might either for stepping out, oh, we'll get someone local for that. Or maybe for like a gym thing, oh, we'll get like a personal trainer for that or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So like the end of like one episode is kind of like the beginning for the next kind of, or at least like foreshadowing or, you know, introducing the next. Gotcha. And we need to, I guess we need to be consistent on our time. We need to, we need it. Like everybody's show is a, either, you know, a 20 minute show or a 47 minute show you know, that type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, runtime 30 minutes with a couple commercial, runtime 47 minutes with a couple commercials, mm-hmm. you know, for an hour. 
type thing. Or do you know Joe Rogan? I think he spends an entire like two minutes of his show reading off all of his ads before he actually gets into the show mm-hmm. or something like that. So, One thing a lot of people do is that rather than instead of running ads that might be like unrelated to their interests, like. Um, I have like a lot of YouTubers that I follow that like do card games and so they spend like the middle of their show just talking about like oh these are the products that we like and they sponsor the show yeah so if we have something like oh we really like uh, this camera or uh, we really like um, this local sign shop we can uh, put the word out that way yeah so what you know the studying that I've been doing in the video that I sent you Mm -hmm. with uh, the two real estate guys and um, the one guy talking about his ad revenue from From, yeah, that was pretty, that was like eye-opening, like what that can do. So I mean, you know, we're not trying to create content just for that. Like we want to be valuable. We want to up everybody's game. But we feel like, you know, we feel like we want to, um, you know, have an opportunity uh, to do that type of stuff too. So um, I just think that's very interesting. And I like, you know, meet Kevin. He was talking about, you know, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how that's how I feel. I've we've been debate. I've been debating doing this for years. You know, uh, trying to collect equipment, get familiar with equipment, not like the equipment, get rid of it. Like finding the excuses to not actually get started. So no matter how raw this is, you know, the studio setup, you know, the the stuttering, the the tripping over words, maybe. Um, you know, the, we still need to buy, we still need to get good equipment. And obviously we're going to outgrow this little space right here and have to do something. If, if we're getting a hundred episodes deep and we're running ads and we're getting sponsorships and things like that, um, and we've got any influence, uh, about putting people in their place, um, then we're going to have to get some better type studio. But we were tired of talking about it and we just, we wanted to get started and here it is. So... Today, August 5th, 2019, putting you in your place is a real thing, and we're going to continue to do it, and we hope you enjoy it. Um, so I guess we'll just wrap it up there. Yeah. All right. Hey, man, I really appreciate you. Yeah. Um, you guys, just so you know, you know, he is very talented. Uh, I appreciate everything that you're, you've done up to this point. Like, you are making a big impact for me, and I hope it's making a big impact for you. And like wherever, you know, wherever this is going to take you, mm-hmm. I know you're going to be successful. So I appreciate, you know, just a moment of your life here with me doing this is amazing. Yeah, no, so. absolutely. I could be working anywhere. I got friends working at McDonald's and that sort of thing. But instead, I'm here doing video stuff, which is what I want to be doing. Yeah. So, Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that we can uh, partner up on this and, and uh, maybe make an impact. Yeah, cool. All right, guys.